ginger beer. Ah, wet my whistle. Welcome to Barstool Film School, a podcast about drinking, movies, and movies that are fun to watch while you're drinking in a bar, hopefully with friends not alone. I am your host, Dylan Quarles. I'm an author, I'm a publisher, and I am a film school washout certified. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, the intrepid Cameron Roberts, restaurateur and bar owner, Cameron. How are you doing on this fine afternoon? Doing, I'm doing doing pretty good. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's what I like to hear. <laughs> We've just had a shot of rum, and we're talking about Batman Forever. Gotham City you've yeah, ever seen because that movie neon. is fucking neon as shit. So much glowing. I, you know what? We're already talking. Let's just keep Let's talking. Just keep going. Yeah. Uh, I have to say, I sat down with one idea of how this movie was going to go for me, and um, that was not the experience that I ended up having. I totally enjoyed this rewatch of this film, which I have seen <laughs> an obscene amount of times. We can get to that later. Yeah. But um, I was fucking entertained. It's soggy at points. We can get to yeah. that with the pacing yeah. and stuff, but. I liked it. I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it. I don't remember. I mean, this is definitely like probably a second or a third time I've watched this movie, but mm-hmm. I haven't seen it for at least like 20 years. Wow. I, it's been a long time since I think I've watched Batman it's, Forever. It's probably been about that for me as well. Yeah. So I don't remember like, I don't remember any of this yeah. at all. Like it was, it felt like I was coming into it fresh. Yeah. Well, that's kind of got to be yeah, a cool no, curio because nice. you're yeah. like, oh, wait, like you have like all these people you've seen oh, yeah. in a million other movies. I mean, we can, we can talk about the cast. We have, you know, Val Kilmer is donning mm-hmm. the cape. Uh, Tim Burton is out. Uh, so we bring in Joel Schumacher of um, Flatliners fame mm-hmm. and Lost Boys and you can feel the difference and you can feel his influence in a big way. Totally. Um, our femme fatale is Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. a 1997, I want to say Nicole Kidman. Yeah. Uh, big year for movies, by the way. Um, and our bad guys, cause we have two, mm-hmm. Jim Carrey, James, James yeah. Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones yeah. playing respectively the Riddler and Two-Face, yeah. which it's wild. Another thing going and back Drew to Barrymore this. Drew Barrymore is also in this. Drew Barrymore yeah. is in this movie <laughs> too. Totally yeah, she is. And... So is Debbie Mazur. Yeah, She's Spice. Like, yeah. Because exactly. Drew Barrymore is sugar and, and yeah. sugar and spice. Which it's like, you know, uh, Goodfellas heads out there yeah. recognize Debbie Mazur as the, you have a whole lot living in this yeah. building. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. I saw her and I was like, that can't have been. Because, you know, uh, anybody else of note in this film? Oh, right. We're going to, how could we forget Chris O'Donnell? What yeah. kind of pieces <laughs> of shit would we be if no. we didn't give Chris O'Donnell his due respects? I know. I mean, now he's, you know, he's making all that NCIS money. I honestly haven't seen a second of that fucking show. No, I'm no. aware of its existence, yeah. but. Um, Before we jump in, I guess we should maybe talk about 
what we're drinking. Yes. Oh yeah. my God. So, yeah, I, I usually just... say that. You say that. Everything's upside down today. I love it. We're a little flustered we're, to hear yeah, people in the um, studio today. Cameron, what are we drinking? Well, you know, I now we're that we're uh, what four, is our fourth episode? Yes. Fourth, fourth yes. episode in. Yes. I decided that I needed to step it up a little bit, and so we needed to have at least a theme cocktail around whatever it is that we're watching. Which I totally right? am on board for this yeah. idea, especially because <laughs> I'm drinking it and it's delicious. So. Yeah. And this is you know this is more of a um, this is not necessarily anything that we made up for this one in particular. I looked up. You don't know I, that. I was, I was, I was trying to find out what like Batman drinks, and uh, <laughs> turns out, you know, because he's not like a superhero or anything. He just yeah. is like a normal human being. Yeah. Like he can't, you know, he doesn't really drink a whole lot. It's true because like he, he needs to. In case, yeah. He's always on call. He's like a doctor yeah, in that way. Yeah. Although I will say, in the those, bat symbol goes up. You know, yeah, he has, he, to go. he has to drop everything and go. I kind of like the idea of like, I have this came from a Christmas party. What's going on? Well, the Joker's got like 10 people held hostage in there. And a, I got but, it. Bat, bat, Batman, did you did you drive here, Ben? Like, you know, I'm, I'm a cop. Like, I, I can't let you leave. Like, get your hands off me. I'll deal with the Joker now. <laughs> yeah, he just goes in there and just takes, he just takes Commissioner Gordon's gun. Yeah. Starts blasting away like, whoa, <laughs> Batman is a mean drunk. No, I will say that in um, that putrid BVS movie, uh, I believe he oh, orders okay. like... He Bruce Wayne goes to like a bare knuckle boxing match mm-hmm. at some point in the movie, and he orders like I think I want to say it's like kettle one or something of like obscene like that, like so really dumb. Like he, I feel and like then, Batman's a whiskey drinker. I, me too. And then there's also I totally agree. And then yeah. in that in that same film, um, being really liberal with that word, he wakes up in his like. He's got that like modern mansion on that lake in that movie. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, don't worry if you don't remember. But he wakes up in bed with two floozies, and I believe there are some empty bottles on the nightstand. So we're kind of implying like that Bruce Wayne is a little bit of a drinker, mm-hmm. uh, which would explain the murder, copious amounts of murder yeah. that he commits in that movie. So anyway, that's a different I mean, movie. He, to be fair, he a lot of people die in this movie too. Yeah, like, not necessarily dying. at bat. Not totally Batman's fault, but kind of. I mean, there's that car pile up where everyone blows up, and you're like, those people are dead. Oh, you mean uh, like, Two-Face's henchmen? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, they are getting... He's killing... Two-Face kills more of his henchmen than like anyone yeah. else. I think it was his fault, even. Yeah. I mean, like they're all chasing him, and they just somehow decide not to break as they drive down that alleyway. Yeah. It like, doesn't make a whole no, lot of sense. No, they speed but, up, even, I yeah. think. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like they're all dead. Yeah. Like, even Batman doesn't And everybody in... For folks at home, if you don't remember the sequence, it's it's the it's the Batmobile yeah. scene from the movie where we, we really get to see the Batmobile do its thing in this movie, and it's an updated Batmobile from the first two films. So it's I remember as a kid yeah. when it came out, it was like, whoa, that's a new toy. Yeah. And there were toys, yeah, for sure. Big there time. This was a toy movie. This I owned is... several of the toys. Oh, for sure. Because uh, I was the prime audience. Well, I saw yeah. this movie in theaters, and it fucking blew my wig off. Yeah. Because um, I have male pattern baldness and I have since I was a child. But like, it changed my life. Yeah. And, <laughs> and watching it now, this is part of the reason why um, when I pitched you the idea of let's do an early era superhero movie, since we're always kind of like talking about Marvel mm-hmm. and we talk about Marvel a lot in our personal lives um, off air. Um, and then you were like, well, yeah, let's do one of those uh, earlier Batman movies. And I was like, fuck yes, Batman Forever. Because <laughs> again, like I watched this movie so much as a kid. Um but when in the scene with the Batmobile, when it cra- when when it goes up the side of the wall in the narrow alley and all at the dead end alley, and all the cars chasing him 
crash into the alley and burst into flames and this huge fireballs chasing the Batmobile <laughs> as it's driving up yeah. the wall. I was just looking at all the windows because he's driving yeah. past people and they're yeah. like, whoa, Ooh, looking out of their yeah. window at him. It's like, so when that fireball gets to their window, like they're just, yeah, they're, yeah. they're just getting turned into chicken <laughs> giblets or something. They're just getting fucking all that toasted. Glass be broken, yeah. yeah. Anyway. So much, so much repair that has to happen. Dude, they Batman is a little bit of a menace in this yeah. movie. I mean, he's a menace in all the movies, in all reality, in some way. I mean, mm-hmm. all superheroes are. I think yeah. it's, it's a weird thing that we've gotten to. At um, least we we say it out loud now yeah, in movies. And yeah. we had the whole, like, the Sokovia Accords, you yeah. know? And we had the whole thing with, like, Hulk, like, feeling bad about yeah. ma- murder and mayhem, which is a good thing. Yeah, you know? no, it's good. Anyway, so back to the drink. Yes. I didn't custom make anything <laughs> necessarily great or cool things, but we're doing Dark and Stormies. Uh, because Dark Night, Stormy Night, yeah, which is when basically parents were murdered. Rum. Lime juice and ginger beer. Super simple. One of my favorite drinks of all time because it's just like really easy to down. And it, 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 is, it is so good. Yeah. I like any of these kind of rum drinks that are heavy on like in, yeah, kind of culinarily speaking. Like I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a word, but anything that is more or less like hinges on a lot of lime mm-hmm. is going to be something I think is probably going to taste pretty fucking good. Yeah. Like any any dish that throws a lot of lime or drink is mm-hmm. is good. For sure. And I'm also like, I'm a huge dark rum fan. Like I like uh, like darker, more molasses-y, more rich kind of rums. Like, and if you're going to throw that with some citrus and, you know, some ginger. Yeah. Like it's awesome. Like that's, I'm, I'm not a huge, sometimes tiki drinks can get over the top with like fruit juice and stuff for sure me. sure but like dark rums on ice there's or just like yeah every tiki spot has those drinks like you're talking about that are mm-hmm. like it's basically just like every fruit in the jungle um but i've never gone uh to a good tiki spot that mm-hmm. didn't have a couple of drinks that are just like this mm-hmm. that are like they're classics for a reason like yeah. painkiller is another yeah. one i can think of um what kind of rum are we drinking because i have a friend who will hopefully listen to this podcast if he doesn't shame who is a obsessed with rums and dark rums and making these kind of drinks uh this one's bounty mm-hmm. uh it's it's a pretty good it's from saint lucia it's a nice kind of like middle of the road dark rum it's not gonna be super rich not gonna be super molasses uh we use it at the castle a lot for a lot of our like dark rum like more uh, kind of like well cocktails. Uh, it's the quicker picker up or bounty, yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. Bounty, the quicker picker. Just pick it up and start just going, going just quick. Go for it. Just go for it. <laughs> uh, so Brandon, Ivy, if you're listening, bounty, it's good. I like yeah. it a lot. You probably have it in your collection because you're like that. Yeah. Um, so shout outs to people I know. So should we jump into pacing? I think we should talk before we jump directly into pacing because there might be some people who are joining us for their first mm-hmm. time ever because they specifically, like I did in preparation for this episode, <laughs> search out Batman Forever colon podcasts. Uh, just kidding. But there could be these yeah, people out there. Um, people with Batman Forever tattoos on their chest, all this stuff. Um, so why don't we talk about our grading system that we have adopted here on yeah. the show? Yeah. Um, we talk about four main areas that we think help a film pass the bar, which means be a good bar movie. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of good movies out there, but they don't always work in a bar, and sometimes bad movies do. So that's the kind of thing you're signing up for with this show here. Sure. So first thing that we'd like to take a look at is pacing. Does it move? Or does it languish, you know? Because a good mm-hmm. bar movie, it could go either way, honestly. Mm-hmm. A slow movie could be good, but it's a, it's important to note. Mm-hmm. The second is rewatchability. Oftentimes, when you're sitting in a bar and the movie's on the screen, 
you've probably seen it before, ideally. If not, you might be a bit lost, but sometimes a movie's uh, rewatchability helps it be a bar movie because it's simply the kind of movie you can drop into at almost any point. You've seen it so many times that you'll just chill and watch the rest of it. Um, The WTF factor. This is the kind of thing where you're ordering your drink, uh, you're maybe third in line. Uh, you don't want to be awkward. So you like, you throw your hand up and the bartender doesn't quite see you. And so you just like act like you were combing your hair and you turn ever so slightly and you look at the TV and you're like, what the fuck is going on in this movie? <laughs> it's important. It's important. Uh, and the last, is it pretty to look at? Mm-hmm. Slightly different from the WTF factor. Similar circumstances, right? You throw your hand up, they don't see you. You feel super fucking awkward. You look over at the screen and all that awkwardness goes away because goddamn. That's a nice looking movie we got on the screen there. So that's our that's our metric. Uh, we tend to go in order, but I don't know if you noticed from the uh, circuitous path we got on to talk about the cocktail, and then got off and then got back on it again. Sometimes we get jumbled because yeah. uh, we are consuming alcohol here, children. Mm-hmm. So it might get more jumbled as we go along. These dark and stormies yeah, these- are tasty. <laughs> I'm already done with like my first glass. I'm like, shit. Do I, need I know. A, I need to catch should up. Should I pour myself another one? Yeah, this is really early in the podcast. Should. I mean, we've been at this for, you know, people before. You don't even know the things that were taking place before we got on air. There was audio interfaces, GarageBand. I've yeah. got. I'm taking umbrage with you. Anyway, uh, so pacing. Let's talk about pacing. What did you give this movie for I, pacing? You know, uh, I think it's fairly well paced for the most part. I will say there's like not really any plot to this movie. Like no, no, no. Like, it's 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 really not. It's just like a yeah. day in the it's, life. It's of a Batman, Batman movie. Yeah, which I this yeah. is another thing I like about it, man. You don't need to be like a Batman <laughs> mythologist and be like, like yeah. I'm gonna stop myself before I say something offensive to those who really, really do cherish and love comic books. I love Batman, and I Batman was always you know I would say that like in the more recent times I found. Batman more problematic and just the idea that he's like a rich dude wailing oh, on poor people. We've but, had this conversation. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's but, like that new Pattison movie a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I know. Until like, he learns mm, a lesson at the yeah, end. Yeah. And I, I feel like we're maybe it's just me, but like I'm I'm there's almost going to have to be comparisons drawn between that movie and this one oh, because sure, the Riddler. it's the Riddler, yeah. but then the tone couldn't Completely, be like we're yeah. on different no. fucking planets, sure. maybe For even sure. different solar systems. Anyway. But like and that's like, you know, that one, you know, the new one, the Batman. Yeah. Um it has well, it, it also meanders in its plot. It's yeah. a very long movie. Big but time. But I mean this one doesn't really have a plot. No. There's like three separate stories happening. Mm-hmm. One is Two Face hates Batman. Yeah. And he just is angry at Batman, which yeah. is kind of fun. Which you, you you're you're, like, you're kind of jumping into the middle of that story. Yeah, no, like Two Face sure. is already a thing. Yeah, he's yeah. already a thing. He's a, yeah. he's been to he's his face has been yeah. tued. Yeah. yeah, his face has been tued. You don't need the origin no, story of Two Face. No, you're no, just like no. Batman has to deal with Two Face. And meanwhile, you know, uh Jim Carrey is you get getting the rise. angry at mm-hmm. yeah, the rise of the Riddler. Uh, Bruce Wayne, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then the third story is Nicole Kidman wants to fuck the shit out of Batman. Which is <laughs> something to behold. Well, I mean, there's like, those three stories are happening like continuously and they don't, like they kind of intersect hey, a little bit, but like what, not even. What about Robin? Oh, and then there's also, yeah. How could you forget about Robin. Chris yeah. O'Donnell <laughs> again? My favorite line in this entire movie and it kind of falls in the pacing. It maybe also falls in the what the fat factor. But, like, my favorite line in this movie is when they're up in the cages mm-hmm. and they're about to be dropped, like, 
somehow whatever building they're in has like a hundred foot drop down into. Are you talking water. about Enigma's lair at the yeah, end? Yeah, Enigma's lair at the yeah. end. Which I, I'm not really sure how that building is built. You can't, but you can't wonder no. these things. You can't uh, <laughs> ask yourself these questions at all. Uh, but when he's up in that room, he's like, are you going to help the girl who wants to have sex with you? Yeah, the lo- you, he, I believe he even calls her the love of your life or something like that. The love of like your that. life. Uh, or are you going to help Robin who, what is, what is the line? It says like, uh, he dreams of being bare naked with a girl. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, they're always doing that in this movie, which is totally weird. They're like always acting like he's way younger than yeah. he is, like, which he's is like, like, he's like little baby. Like, he's not a little baby man. Also, he's, there's no way because they're playing it off like he has to be cared for by Batman. There is absolutely no way that Chris O'Donnell even looks like he's under eighteen. No, no, like, no not no. even that's, remotely. That's what I'm saying. Like they yeah. keep talking about him like he's a little kid. And it's like, no. this motherfucker has been shaving for a yeah. while, and, and you can tell. Yeah. And also, like, he drives around the Batmobile when he, like, steals the Batmobile. Yeah, yeah. And he drives directly to where the prostitutes are. Oh, he knows. And, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, he's he like, goes. hey, you guys want to, like, fuck in the Batmobile? In the Batmobile, like, yeah. Like, he is, yeah. He is already there. And like, later in the film, we're jumping around a little bit, but who cares? These Dark and Stormies are, are starting to... Break landfall here. Yeah. Uh, Hurricane Delicious. Uh, mm-hmm. Later in the film, at Enigma's big gala that he throws, like mm-hmm. for the uh, reve- uh, for the unveiling of his new box, um, when Two Face shows up and crashes the party, Robin Chris O'Donnell comes out from like behind a curtain with a babe who has crazy <laughs> hair, and then they've they've clearly been like fucking or making yeah. out behind this curtain. So like yeah, it's it's totally bizarre. I know it's super weird because they keep treating him both like a child, but also like yeah, a very uh, sexual adult. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> it well, doesn't make any sense. And anyways, there's certainly some there's certainly some stuff going on there. Where like Joel Schumacher brought a he brought a gaze to the Batman films that wasn't there in the Burton mm-hmm. era. Like Nicole Kidman is literally like in heat this entire this movie. Entire movie. And yet you don't really ever get with the exception of her laying in those satin sheets. And yeah. I ought to know because I, I like I said, I saw this movie a million times. I yeah. owned it on VHS and I had the soundtrack. Not for nothing. Yeah. They don't. Like sh- sh- you don't get a lot of Nicole Kidman like being totally uh sexualized by the camera like she's no. being sexy she's yeah. bringing it and she is wearing sexy outfits a lot but it's not lingering and mm-hmm. we're not getting these like shots like we get an ass shot of the batman butt mm-hmm. we get a cod piece shot mm-hmm. we get batman nipple shot for sure like these are shots in the film yeah we do not get those for nicole kidman for sure and we did get those for michelle pfeiffer as catwoman yeah. And the difference between these directors, aside from all the creative things, is, you know, their sexuality. Yeah. So, like, I think that is a kind of an interesting thing. And Chris O'Donnell certainly plays into that. Like, I don't think he was intended for us. I think he was intended for a different audience that might be going to see this movie that's working some stuff out. They're not totally aware of everything <laughs> that they think and feel and believe quite yet. Yeah. Maybe. I mean, that's totally possible. He does wear eyeliner like this yeah, entire movie. Yeah. Like he is in makeup this entire movie. Yeah. It's it's super interesting. I mean I this is another reason why I kinda like this movie. Yeah. It's like it's totally against the grain of I mean It's super slapstick. It's super cartoony. Mm-hmm. It is 
It was funny because, so when I told my wife, I was like, hey, you want to watch this Batman movie with me? She's like, eh, you can just watch it by yourself. And, and so I started watching the movie, and then she came in like halfway through it, and she's like, wait a minute. What Batman movie are you watching? And yeah, because like, she, so she was thinking it was going to be the like, like dark, Chris, pouring yeah, rain, yeah, you know, like yeah. Christian Bale's brooding, and yeah. Totally. That's what she thought I was uh, talking about. And then she was watching, she's like, what is happening? This is like... We're watching a cartoon, but oh, it's yeah. like a live action cartoon. One hundred percent. Yeah, and <laughs> like even Two Face's costumes, dude, like just phenomenal, uh, but super cartoony, like like very much in like the vein of like the animated series for sure. Like one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, crazy, way over the top. And um, for me, I mean, again, we're jumping around, blah blah blah. Uh, I would like to make a quick correction before anybody sends uh, any angry emails at me or mm-hmm. finds me on social media. 1995's Batman mm-hmm. Forever, not 97. I'm sorry. Please stop sharpening your knives. Yeah. Or polishing your pistols or whatever you're doing. <laughs> um, this movie, um, pacing, you know, we're, we're supposed to be talking about that right now, but you did touch on the way it looks. Is it pretty to look at? I say yes. It's yeah. this, this is kind of an A plus for me, like yeah. because um, the costumes are insane, and yeah. not just our main characters, which their costumes are crazy too. Like Batman is one of the most boring looking people in the movie because yeah. he's just—I mean, his suit's okay, it's cool, whatever. He can't turn his head. That's the joke. Yeah. We're finally make that joke in Batman. What the Dark Knight? The I think Dark we Knight, finally yeah. address that he can't turn his fucking head, yeah. which is stupid. But like, um, you know, his suit is. It's just kind of like a Batman suit. Yeah, it's a black Batman sure. suit. It's not that insane. Um, Two Face's outfits are awesome. Amazing. Yeah. And his makeup. Rick Baker did his makeup, and it's incredible. Yeah. Um, also, the Riddler. It, yeah. His outfits are so audacious. Yeah. They're crazy looking. And same with Sugar and Spice. They're totally everything is like so yeah. overwrought. Like yeah. so, you have the costumes. They're really fun to look at. The sets. There's yeah. neon everywhere, yeah, everywhere, black lights everywhere. Totally. You know, it was kind of reminding me a little bit of one of your bars, the Elephant Room. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, there's a like a little bit neon. of a Batman Forever vibe yeah. down there with like, especially like there's a little element of like um, industrial For sure. kind of shit, like especially like in Enigma's apartment. Yeah. That was reminding me of the Elephant Room. Yeah. 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 Which if like- you're... In Port Townsend, Washington, go to the castle, Manresa Castle, and go to the Elephant Room. It is an excellent bar. All of Cameron's bars are great, but that one especially uh, is 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 a lot of fun. Yeah, weird cyberpunk bar. But yeah, lots of glowing stuff. Weird cyberpunk yeah. slash maybe a little bit of the Riddler bar. Maybe <laughs> the Riddler would like think his outfit would look really nice. It would look so cool. It would look so cool. Any one of his, that one outfit, he has like the smoking jacket with all the light up question marks on it. So that's crazy, right? The costume development was awesome. The city of Gotham itself with these enormous statues. Yeah. Like these huge art deco Mm. statues. Also the cars. Like you're you're talking about art deco cars or art art deco statues. The cars are like old timey cars. 40s, 50s kind of, yeah. They're they're definitely like playing into Mm -hmm. like... The cartooniness of everything. Absolutely. Like They're just having fun with it. It feels like that animated Batman show that could For take sure. place yeah. either in a not-too-distant... It's a simultaneously the not-too-distant future and 1940. Yeah. No, yeah. for sure. Like, right before the outbreak of World War II, but also <laughs> the future. Which is... It works for Batman, honestly. Yeah. It works as an aesthetic. And... and um, especially as a bar movie. Like, if you're yes. talking about, like, in the background, you're like, what am what? I watching? Look like, at these statues. Yeah. Like, what is this costume that he has? So, you know, like, yeah. Uh, side story. Uh, 
the original like genesis for this idea, the seed, the, the inception moment when Leo and the gang went into my brain and put this idea in there, which I know it's not that great of an idea, so calm down, but like um, was sitting in your bar and Cleopatra was on. Mm-hmm. And someday we're going to have to do Cleopatra because I was like, this movie, I, I'd seen it before several times and it's mm-hmm. really, really long. And I stayed in your bar, came in, like we came, I came in, um, to do some writing, which did not happen. And, um, <laughs> I came in at around the time when Cleopatra comes to Rome and has this huge parade until like show off her wealth. And so it's like this huge spectacle on the yeah. screen. There's hundreds and hundreds of extras. There's sets, giant statues, pillars, yeah. you know, costumes. It's so bright. It's so incredible to look at. And it just, it just sucked me in because it was like, I, and I've said it on the show before and I've said it on other podcasts I've been on. I say it too much, but I am like fucking numb to 90% of movies I see now because it's just computer shit. Agreed. It's zeros and ones. I don't give a fuck. Like mm-hmm. it looks like nothing to me. Yeah. And it feels, a cartoon. it feels like nothing. Yeah. It feels like I'm watching somebody play a goddamn video game, yeah. which is like, honestly, a little bit of a version of hell for me. It's a, it's a one of the rings of hell. Yeah. Not maybe the lowest ring, but it's in there. Yeah. And when I'm watching this Batman movie and yes, Batman hanging from the helicopter <laughs> is a bad cartoon, but the helicopter is the camera is panning through a miniature city, yeah. and then the helicopter and Batman are animated in. I have something to look at that yeah. is real. And, and it, in other films, yeah. it's all just fake. I don't know. I it it even though it's goofy as shit in some aspects, and I and you know and in and this, every aspect, yeah. And, and and this this movie in particular is trying to be goofy because it's you know it's it's yeah. it's trying to make it cartoony. So mm-hmm. like, there's a goofiness to it just in general. Yeah. But like. I think our brains, and you know, you can stop me if I've said this before, but like our brains know the difference between like something that is digitally made yeah. and something that's not. Yeah. And the stakes get higher mm-hmm. when you have something that you're looking at and you're like, even if it's just like a fake head exploding, you're all of a sudden you're like, whoa. Whoa, yeah, that happened. That happened. Or I think, were we talking about this during the Everything Everywhere All at Once episode? Maybe, or maybe it was off air. But it's like um, when a stuntman gets thrown down a flight of stairs, yeah. there's a part of you that's like, oh, ooh, that's, ooh, that's mm-hmm. a little dangerous. Yeah. And that's honestly what you're showing up for. <laughs> you're showing up to watch a spectacle. You know, yeah. I come to the movies totally. to see things I have not seen in real life. That's, it's, totally. it's bread and circuses, not to keep talking about Rome and Cleopatra and all that shit. Mm. But it's, I come to the circus to see sure. something I've never 100%. seen before. And when it's just, cartoons i've seen cartoons they're on my tv i grew up watching batman the animated series and x-men and other cartoons and yeah it's all polished and yeah it's all Mm -hmm. fucking incredible and they got like you know fractal pattern geometry going on to make the waves look real but i can tell yeah somewhere like you're saying and yet when a when a when a stuntman falls down a flight of stairs somewhere inside me i go Oh, damn. Yeah, damn, that guy did that. Like when, fucking talk about falling down a flight of stairs. When Bruce Wayne gets shot, grazed by Two-Face's bullet in this movie, and a stuntman falls down two flights of stairs, I kind of felt it. Yeah, I felt something. I felt things. Yeah, you're like, oh, damn. You want some whiskey, dude? Yeah. All right, let's do it. Um, uh, Side note that has absolutely nothing to do with this movie. I just watched uh, John Wick 4 in theaters. Ooh, I have not seen it yet, but you can spoil it. I don't care. Uh, I'm not going to spoil it too much, but there is a stair scene Mm. that is very slapsticky where John Wick falls down like 
10 flights of stairs in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and, and there's a real person just falling downstairs. Really? And it's, it is both hard to watch, but also hilarious at the exact same I, I laughed out loud. I don't I'm know excited. if anybody else in the theater watched laughed out loud, but I was like, this is absurd. Yeah. It was great. You were the only one just cackling. Was, you just kept falling. To quote, you just uh, kept going. To quote a, a shared love of ours, uh, We Hate Movies, excellent film podcast, uh, you were Cape Fear cackling. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, anyways. Back to back to Batman. Batman forever. Anyway, so we're on. It's is it pretty? Yes, I think it, you know. Like as far as, I think more than any other factor, like in our grading system. Yeah. More than any other factor, mm-hmm. I think is it pretty, is the one that it scores the highest. I on. gave it. I gave it an A plus for yeah. is it pretty. I did not give any of the other categories that high of a no, grade. No, for sure. Is it because it is very it like. There's the graffiti fight scene where they're yeah. fighting in the alley. There's yeah. like the amazing costume. Which, dude, sidebar like, on the graffiti fight scene. Yeah. This is the scene you were referencing earlier yeah. where Robin steals the Batmobile. Yeah. And he goes out and totally cock blocks Bruce Wayne, by the way, yeah. because he's with <laughs> hot and heavy know. Nicole Kidman, <laughs> yeah. uh, who is DTF. And yet Batman gets a call from Alfred. Yeah. He took the Casa. Yeah. And he's like, what does he say? He's like, he took the Porsche? The yeah. other car. The Bentley? Yeah, no, the, no, the, uh, the other the car. The other <laughs> car. And then we got smash cut to Chris yeah. O'Donnell trying to pick up hookers in the Batmobile. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's all because there's like neon everywhere, like yeah. you said, and black lights and shit everywhere. Yeah. The black light gang, they are straight up about to sexually assault and murder oh, a young for woman. Sure. Yeah. Like, Dude, it's pretty it's gnarly. so insane. It's like when, and as a kid, that was not something I was like. I thought they were. I was like, they're going to take that lady's purse, and now I'm watching it as an adult, and I'm like, oh my god! Yeah. thank God Robin was there in yeah, the Batmobile because no, like, holy no joke. shit! It's like good thing he let those prostitutes go, and so he could yeah, go. Yeah, and Batman's giving him a hard time about it. And I'm like, dude, Batman, he just stopped like a crime that is worthy yeah. of like chilling your blood. Yeah, no, while you were. Trying to fuck you were people. trying to fuck, and this girl was getting fucking <laughs> attacked by yeah. animals. Yeah, right. no, it's it's gnarly. I don't want to go into the darkness of it, but I mean, yeah. it is there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but it, the fight scene was amazing. Quite pretty to look yeah, at. Yeah, very pretty to look at. Like neon graffiti on the The bad guy the with the painting on yeah, his face, dude. the skull painting, yeah. and he's got like, and they're like attacking Robin with like um like fluorescent light tubes dude, or something. Yeah, it it's dope. totally it cool dope. to look it at. It was fun to watch. Yeah, I mean, and just I mean, all the costumes are fun to watch, mm-hmm. and like I would say that every scene. Like even the boring scenes are still pretty to look at. Yeah. Like like you you know you're watching Robin doing whatever trapeze art and shit. You know like the I mean, circus the circus sequence is awesome. Is really cool. The um yeah the big and I, I'm saying Indian because this is how they're presented. Like with again kind of pulling on that Art Deco vibe. And I know nowadays the nomenclature would be like Native American or Indigenous American, yeah. Indigenous American. But these are like cigarette pack Indian with a yeah. capital I Indians beating on the big drums. Yeah. And like they look so epic. Yeah. And like everything in this circus looks epic. And like I know that it's almost blasphemous to say that like I'm gonna say it anyway. I kind of think that those first two Tim Burton movies, they're really, really awesome. They introduced the world mm-hmm. to Batman on the on the silver screen. Yeah, for sure. Um they're just not as 
visually engaging as this one for my money. They're much darker. They're darker. They're not as colorful, for sure. But here's the thing. They're darker, right? And Mm -hmm. for a long, long time, that was their claim to fame. Mm -hmm. They were a darker rendition of Batman. Well, now we have the Batman. Now we have Dark Knight. Where, like, the Joker's murdering people... Mm-hmm. Left, right, and center. He's sticking a knife in a guy's mouth. He's telling the most bone-chilling fucking yeah. stories you've ever heard. Um, he, he, you know, and then the Batman with totally. the, with the fucking incel Riddler on the fucking four chan yeah. chat, you know, boards yeah. and all that. Yeah. Like we, Batman has now gone dark to a level that Tim Burton kind of like never. Maybe he wasn't even allowed to consider, uh-huh. and honestly, doesn't fit his like aesthetic anyway. Yeah. So for my money, like now that that has happened this is a more interesting visually yeah, version kind of, of it's Batman. a cartoony it's cartoony it's yeah fun. it's car- yeah. it's cartoony now yeah. i'm going to stop right here and say i have not rewatched batman and robin no, I and i do it. think it probably sucks as much ass as i remember it yeah. sucking no it's cuz it goes even i think that one goes even <laughs> further into cartoon town well it's Can funny yeah it's funny because i like i i told my friends, I was like, hey, you want to watch Batman Forever with me? And they're like, oh, I don't think I can do that. You had so friends like, visiting from out of town, right? Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, just watch it with me, dude. Come on. And like, no one wanted to watch it with me. And then when they, and then it's funny because like halfway through the movie, like my wife came in, my friend came in and he's like, whoa, this isn't the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger? I'm like, no, no that's the bad that's one. That's the other one. And like, <laughs> no one could remember this movie. Like, I feel like. It does get kind of like I think it bleeds into the. I think people get those two because I don't. I don't know. I don't have my phone in front of me because I'm trying not to be a cheater. But I don't think they go back to back like really, really back to back like a year apart. But they are definitely. They're definitely. But I think people remember the Tim Burton ones, and they remember that. Yeah, you're right. Arnold Schwarzenegger one. I think you're right. I think they group. I think they do it like twos. It's the yeah. Tim Burton ones are one vision, and then the Joel Schumacher ones are another vision. But there's actually two versions of the Joel Schumacher yeah. vision. No, for sure. Like you have this, and then did you he, have. Did he direct? He did. He, he did, did direct, direct Batman the, and Robin, and uh, he said that for Batman and Robin, because he had originally wanted to do a much darker. There somewhere in the world, there is a three hour cut of this movie, Batman Forever. <laughs> which is much darker, what? apparently. And it deals a lot more with Batman having that struggle of, um, are the, which they don't address at all in this movie, but they should. Yeah. Are all of these problems caused by me? Am I, yeah. am I the problem? Like the Taylor yeah. Swift song, yeah. it's me, I'm the problem. Yeah. Like, see your local meme, um, your viral video. But like, that all got nixed. The studio huh. was like, no, 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 none of that. So we get this, we get this shorter version, which is why which, you have like these, do you have like this whole like repressed sequence. memories and chase <laughs> chase meridian, which like, we haven't this? even said the yeah. name Nicole Kidman's name in this film. So absurd, ladies she and gentlemen. It's like a combination of two different characters in Batman. Like Chase is not a uh, a person in the comic books. Like no. hardly ever. Okay, okay. Like just tiniest bit. But it does come from the comics in some way. She does. She exists in the comics. That, that character exists in the comics, but not as a heavy sex pot. Or someone who learns who Batman's identity okay. is, you know, like that is. And correct me if I'm wrong. If maybe in 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 a, in a issue People somewhere, don't correct him. Don't. don't I mean, I don't there, want there to might read be an email. issue somewhere where I don't she... want to read that email. <laughs> <laughs> there might be. I mean, but it's not. She's a very. Uh, she's not a very like big character. Okay, so and she so was I somebody built up for the movie. Was, Kind of combined with a few different characters mm-hmm. so that they could have kind of like a, a larger character. I see. Use her name. Yeah. Um. But. 
you know, for the most part, it's kind of, uh, I don't know, it, it doesn't feel, it feels like they're trying to do something, but, like, the story doesn't really ever go there. Like, also, like, Riddler's riddles aren't, like, he, he gives, what, four riddles? Yeah. And they don't lead to anything no. other than finding out what his name is which i mean they don't actually in a real in a, in the real world they don't lead to even finding no, out what no. his name is that i mean i put in my <laughs> notes just, that, i think i just put lol jump, I know, because that is like that is, like, like, that so, is so absurd i don't know if this might be too deep of a poll but like there is an episode of south park where they're actually making fun of independence day uh-huh. i think it actually might be the first or maybe it's not the first episode of South Park, but it's it's a it's a latter episode yeah. that's mimicking the first one. The same events happen. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Uh, but they are joking about a Jeff Goldblum esque character doing like one. The code is one. That means there's one of them. One of them and two of me. Me. That must mean I am the person. Person. Person is the one who goes to the store. Store. They have chips at a store. And it's like there's this unbelievable, like, (laughs) these leaps of logic that lead. And that's, like, what's happening in this. It's like like, normal things. Things that are normal. Mr. E. E. Enigma. Enigma. Edward Enigma. You know, like, we're jumping. And I, I just put, like... LOL. But like yeah, on the Chase was, Meridian, uh, on the Chase Meridian front, which is a front yeah. that uh, young Dylan spent a lot of time uh, occupying. I mean, again, this movie, when I went back and I watched it the other day, I was like, holy shit. Like, it was like, it was better than therapy in terms of like the root <laughs> of a lot of things that are taking place inside my head could be found yeah. in this film because I watched it so many times. I had it on VHS and I had the soundtrack. I was like mm-hmm. steeped in yeah. Batman Forever. And Chase Meridian is certainly like rattling around in my head for sure. Oh, Nicole yeah. Kidman specifically. Uh, I think I was aware, you know, um, even though I wasn't aware when I first saw that movie, like that, I hadn't had my awakening yet. Mm-hmm. But this contributed to my awakening in a big oh, way. Oh, for sure. And so with yeah, her character. I was a young teen at this point. And so it was like. And this is like Nicole. This is a 1995 Nicole Kidman. Oh, yeah. Like, no, which like, is like. Oh, I'm discovering my sexuality. Yeah. <laughs> as I'm watching this movie. <laughs> it's watching and it's like. A and, woman and the, who like just wants to bone. Yeah. Constantly. She has absolutely no. She just has like pictures. noble. She doesn't have like a noble. Like she's not like a. She doesn't want to be a mommy. No, no. You know what I mean? There's, she doesn't want to get like no. married on the ch- in the church. She, she wants has, to fuck the bad yeah, boy. And has, this bad boy is Batman. She has pictures of Batman all over her desk. Yeah. She has. Definitely masturbating at that. Yeah, she's flicking the bean to Batman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 heavily implied, uh-huh. and and it's it's like her first line in this film, which I wrote down. <laughs> so she's at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Two Face is doing a crime. He's got a hostage. Mm-hmm. He's killed hostages already, yeah. which we haven't seen, which is kind of cool. Um, Batman comes flying in. Mm-hmm. Um, you know swooping down he lands next to commissioner gordon and chase meridian and she goes hot entrance like yeah i know <laughs> that's her first line in this movie it's just like hey and, <laughs> and and like and like that sets the tone for her character but like what you were saying earlier yeah. like about like this sort of like minimalist vibe that this movie has um which like you know dovetails into like the whole thing with there was a longer version and a lot of it's on the cutting mm-hmm. room floor there is a whole chase meridian story totally. arc and all kinds of stuff that's just on the cutting room floor somewhere. For sure. Because like she definitely doesn't 
other than being like, I want to fuck Batman. Well, maybe I want to fuck Bruce Wayne. No, I definitely do want to fuck Batman. You know what, Batman? I don't want to fuck you. I think I like Bruce Wayne. Oh, you're the same person? Sweet. The yeah, end. I know. <laughs> like, exactly. That's it. Well, and it's like, you know, and it, and it comes back to maybe like the whole choice of making her like a, a psychologist. Which is as like the main laughable, by the way. Yeah, I know. Seriously. She keeps calling people wackos. Wackos! <laughs> and they even make a joke about it. He's like, is that a technical term? Yeah, yeah. It's narcissistic tendencies or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But, like, it's it's funny because, you know, like, her character in the comic books is not as big of a deal. Yeah. And so you're combining these characters, and instead of choosing other character names, you're choosing this yeah. psychologist. Because you're trying to get to the point where, like, Batman is, like, having some he self-discovery. He has psychological right? problems. Yeah, like, which was not necessarily... in investigated no. in the other films. No, and he and legitimately does. Like yeah. anybody's dressed up in a costume as psychological problems. Serious like, psychological serious issues. Psychological yeah. issues. And so like they kind of they kind of just like poke at it and they're like, hey, he might like actually be Crazy have some too. serious yeah. problems. And then they're like Maybe not. You know what, like, though? <laughs> like, the Joker's got a brain box, or the Joker, the Riddler's got a brain box, and it's sucking people's brain yeah. juice out, and we really need to, like, get on do with that, that storyline. Yeah, so, that. you know yeah. what? Bruce Wayne, you, yeah. you, you, you're fine. You're fine. I guess, so, okay, so we've talked about, is it pretty? It yes. Is. Pacing, it's pretty Pace, good pacing. Pretty well. There, it's, it gets slow parts. It gets soggy. Yeah. It does get a little bit soggy at one point. Like, we do a couple of heists. Like yeah. where the two Two Face and the Riddler team up. Yeah. Like the Riddler finds out where Two Face's lair is. Like we should say that the Riddler, Jim Carrey, who we haven't really talked about yet, yeah. um, is actually really fucking annoying in this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh as a kid I was all about it, but as an adult, I'm like, Jim, no. But I also understand that that it led to this film's success, like because he was yeah. so hot at the time. Um also like, I don't know, I found myself and I will say the same thing about Tommy Lee Jones. I think they both, like, they went all in cartoon. Yeah. Well, like, Tommy Lee Jones, the weird thing is, like, people look back at him now from what they know about him now. They look back on his early work and they're like, Tommy Lee Jones is an Academy Award winning actor. He's very serious. And it's like, he used to be, like, a bizarro. Shit, yeah. Like, we've talked about on air yeah. that bomb movie where yeah. he plays an Irish bomb maker. Yeah. No. So, like, he. And Under Siege, which is yeah. probably an episode someday. Yeah. Like, he plays crazy characters, too. It's just, this is one of the craziest, because of the yeah. makeup, the incredible makeup by Rick Baker, the costuming. Yeah. But he's bringing the fucking thunder. He's like, having so much fun. For my, he's, same with Jim Carrey, though. Like, yeah. they, like, I would say, in to kind of get into the rewatchability and the what the fat factor, actually, in, in both those categories, I would say, like, just their facial expressions, yeah, and like the amount that they're just like bringing to mm-hmm. the camera, yeah, is like so fun to watch. Which is crazy because have yeah. you heard about the drama? I heard they hated oh, each they, other. Okay, they didn't hate each other. <laughs> yeah, or Tommy Lee Jones yes. hated Jim, Jim Carrey <laughs> specifically. See, I I heard about that before we I watched this movie, and so I was coming to this movie kind of like I had that in my head. Yeah, and when I was watching, I was like, dude. Because the the comment that I heard was that Tommy Lee Jones thought that Jim Carrey's, the way he was doing it, was not considered acting. Mm. And I was watching it, I was like, 
dude, Tommy, you're doing you're the over the fucking, top. you're doing so over the top shit too. Like, I read that it was uh, that it might have. Joel Schumacher said in an interview mm-hmm. that it was kind of a deal where like Tommy Lee Jones kind of felt like his thunder was getting stolen. Oh, like he was trying to bring this yeah. Gonzo perf- like performance to the screen, yeah, and then yeah. Jim Carrey's there, and it's like you you kind of can't out Gonzo Jim Carrey. It's like kind of he's the true. king of like over the top everything. But That's probably true. Here is here is my two cents on that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tommy Lee Jones's performance has aged better. Oh, for sure. And even as a kid, um, I, and this is like kind of an indictment of Tommy Lee Jones. Like he didn't need to be a dick about it. Like his he was a dick to Jim Carrey on set, like famously, and said like really mean things to him, and kind of also hilarious things. But like he didn't need to be that way because they're. Their characters were way different. They might have uh-huh. both been like slapsticky and over the top yeah. and everything, but like even as a little kid watching this movie, Two Face was the heavy, the bad, the scary uh-huh. bad guy, and Riddler was the goofy, dumb bad guy. Yeah, and Two Face was the one you needed to be careful around, and Riddler was the one that was like, "Who fucking cares? Yeah. Like he's gonna tell me a Riddler riddle? Who gives a shit? Like Batman yeah. could take this guy apart with one punch. Tommy Lee Jones can take a lot of punches. That is interesting, though. I mean, I will say that. I did, in this rewatching, I did find their characters both very slapsticky. And I and that does make sense to me, though, that now that, like, Tommy Lee Jones was like, I'm going to come at this slapsticky. Yeah. And then, like, seeing Jim Carrey. Slapstick the be, shit out of it, yeah, too. Yeah, and it's and it's similar. It reminds me of an interview I watched with Jeff Daniels, where. Are you uh, sure it's not Jeff Bridges? Yeah. See our first episode, <laughs> Speed. Uh, Jeff Daniels was, uh, I was watching an interview with him about. They hit when he took the job for Dumb and Dumber. Okay, and his friends were like, "Don't do that yeah. because you are going to be outdone by Jim Carrey right. every single turn." Yes, and he's like, "That's the point. Mm-hmm. I'm here to be like the the bouncing board for right. Jim Carrey." Right, and so like he took it and did it a completely different he way. He didn't and take a, it like personally. No. He understood what was happening. Yeah, he's like, "Jim Carrey's going to be the crazy one." I'm going to be the one who, like, holds the center, and so everything bounces kind of off of me. Yeah. But he also says and does crazy shit, too. Yeah. Which, in a way, it's like, that's a much smarter way if you're going to, like, if you... you, For sure. If you approach a film in this era, like, the era of Jim Carrey, and you think, I'm going to go toe-to-toe with Jim Carrey, that's a mistake. Mm -hmm. What you have to do is understand that you can draft off of Jim Carrey. And that you can support Jim Carrey. Totally. But that through that sort of like supporting him or being that bouncing board, like you're going to, you're actually going to be also jettisoned forward at times because yeah. your responses to him are also going to be in and of themselves hilarious, which yeah. you get a little bit of it in this movie too. Um, but it's certainly like the dynamics certainly it, didn't quite form totally. like it does in Dumb and Dumb. But it would be totally interesting. Let's, I mean, imagine two different films mm-hmm. is one, no Riddler. Okay. Right. And you put an um a, maybe a more less like kind of slapsticky ver- version. I mean, of Two Face, or maybe not even not no like keep Two Face with Tommy Lee Jones, and you put in another villain that's like maybe a little bit more centered. Okay, dude, Two Face would stand out so much more. Yeah, he would. He it's totally true. would. It's true. And then and if you did the other way and you made like Two Face more like kind of like Batman. Or Dark Knight, yeah, Two Face, where he's a little the bit more Aaron serious, yeah, like yeah. like kind of dark Two Face, uh-huh. and you have slaps like Riddler. It would be a totally different film. It's true, sure. yeah. It's almost like 
like for me it works this way. Yeah. It no, does sure. work. Like it does. I mean, whatever Tommy Lee Jones thought he wasn't going to be able to bring against Jim Carrey, like I already just said, I think his performance actually holds up better than Jim Carrey's. Oh yeah. Like Jim Carrey I think it does for sure. Is Jim Carrey, shock of shocks, is kind of fucking annoying in this movie, dude, a little bit. Here, have some of mine. Yeah. Um, but, like, uh, so my favorite, I was reading about the uh, I was reading about the drama, you know what I mean? Because there was actually a lot of drama on this picture, not just between these two, but also Val Kilmer and uh, Schumacher huh. had mad drama. Like, they didn't speak to each other for, like, two weeks during production at one point because <laughs> apparently Val Kilmer was a huge queen during, like, this entire movie and oh, other yeah. movies and had, like, a reputation even for being, like, a dick yeah. and, like, mistreating people. Anyway, so that's beside the point. Um, so Jim Carrey tells this story like years later, like Schumacher has hinted at that Tommy Lee Jones was, was rude, mean Mm -hmm. to Jim Carrey on set in a way that Schumacher thought was unprofessional Mm -hmm. because he was like, this guy is the, the most, the actor with the most accolades on this set. And he's also the oldest and he's been in the industry the longest. He should know better. And yet Harry is bullying Jim Carrey. Mm -hmm. Um, so he hinted that there was drama, but he wouldn't really Give yeah. up the ghost. So years later, Jim Carrey goes on some podcast, and it's like Norm Macdonald or something, and he says at least one incident that happened, and this has stuck in my mind since I first fucking heard this, because it is like, this is the most Tommy Lee Jones thing you're ever going to hear in your life. So mm-hmm. Jim Carrey sees Tommy Lee Jones having lunch on the lot, and they're filming Batman forever and mm-hmm. there's been tensions on set and Jim Carrey can tell that Tommy Lee Jones has like a problem with him but he doesn't so he goes over to him mm-hmm. and he says hi and he says and, and and Jim Carrey's telling the story he says Tommy Lee Jones drains of color turns white as a sheet starts shaking with rage mm-hmm. and uh Jim Carrey uh comes over to you know like hey you know what's going on man and Tommy Lee Jones gets up and gives him a hug and he says I hate you I really don't like you and Jim Carrey uh, pulls up a chair, which he in re- you know in hindsight says that was probably a bad idea, and tries to sit down at the table like like let's hash this beef out, mm-hmm. let's figure out what let's get to the bottom of why you hate me yeah. and you really don't like me. And Tommy Lee Jones says, and I quote, "I cannot sanction your buffoonery." <laughs> what I mean, <laughs> it's like this guy was like, what was he traveling around the Dust Bowl when he was? Yeah. I simply cannot sanction your buffoonery. He says, yeah. Which I mean, honestly, Tommy Lee Jones, same. I mean, yeah. I like the Riddler in this movie, but there are times, like when the Riddler is trashing the Batcave uh-huh. and he's throwing the bombs yeah, everywhere yeah. and his whole, and he's just riffing, it's just Jim Carrey riffing. Yeah. I, I fucking challenge you to show me a script where those lines are in it when he's yeah. talking about baseball and I didn't over tell the fat lady sings, all that stuff. Yeah. Uh, my eyes were glazing over. Like, I was like, <laughs> no, thank you. I don't know. Dude, I am like, and I, and I maybe I, I differ from you here. Dude, like Dumb and Dumber mm. is my. I mean, like, I am a huge. I like two of my favorite movies of all time. Truman Show, yeah. Eternal Sunshine of Spotless Mind. Okay, like yeah. they're they're like probably on my top. So you kind of like 30. the you kind of like the sappy serious Jim Carrey. A yeah, little bit. I I am I am I'm a fan of Jim Carrey and like a. Like, because Dumb and Dumber probably hits my top fifty of all time too, and in, like in like absurd, like easily yeah. one of my favorite movies. Yeah, for sure. And future so, episode too. Yeah, no, and so like Jim Jim Carrey hits hits home for me in like a lot of ways, and so I have like a you know, I, not, not to say that Tommy Lee Jones doesn't, but you know, I don't have like a bunch of 
performances from Tommy Lee Jones where I'm like, that made a movie. You know, mm. whereas like yeah. he's done a great job in so many movies. I can think of like, I can think of continue. I'll yeah, tell you. I'll, yeah. I'll tell but you. like but like for me it's like, you know, I there are three movies off the top of my head that I can be like Jim Carrey made that movie. Yeah. And and it was and I really, really enjoyed mm-hmm. that movie because of Jim Carrey. Right. Um and you know, I think he's also like has a lot of problems and is absurd, but that's in kind his of, personal yeah. life. You mean, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> which, yeah, that's like a that's a, that's whole, a whole other, other podcast, yeah, 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 diving into but that I mean, whole situation. I, I still, I find, I thought the Riddler was fun, yeah. I also thought Two Face was fun, and I and I do think they there was a lot of overlap in their eccentricities, but I think that that part of what that was just like in my mind, I was thinking, oh, we're just going like cartoony, yeah. Batman. Which and, yeah. Schumacher had said, at least I remember a quote for, um, he had said during uh, production or or when he was like defending Batman and mm-hmm. Robin that he leaned heavily into like the 60s Batman TV show sure, yeah. with like uh, Adam West and all that. Yeah. And that was sort of his inspiration for that because, again, like I mentioned earlier, his original vision, uh, <laughs> at least according yeah. to him for this movie was that it should be much darker. Now, Michael Keaton met with Schumacher. Um, and the reason that Keaton is not back for this movie is that he felt Schumacher's vision was too cartoony. So Schumacher says he had intended something yeah. darker than what we got yet post or pre pre-production Michael Keaton is sensing, no, it's actually going to be more cartoony than I want to be involved in. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, that's like a he said, she said, and we meet in the middle kind of thing yeah. like that. Um, you're also talking about two villains who are significantly more cartoony. Like, if you're talking you are, between, you like, really are. Yeah, you're you really like are. Penguin and, and Joker. Yet, and, and like, yet, Cameron, yeah. and yet, my friend, we have seen a super dark and gritty Two Face yeah. and a super dark and gritty Riddler. Yeah, so I think, true. In, in, like, in a true, weird true, way, true. this has been, th- this is like Batman's, I don't want to say, I'm, I'm definitely going to get a fucking bullet if I say this wrong. So like, um, I know you're out there, then you love Batman, and so do I. So calm down. But like, one of Batman's enduring facets is that unlike some other superhero properties mm-hmm. or comic book properties, Batman can really be interpreted through a lot of different lenses successfully. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, whereas other superhero films cannot, or other superhero properties cannot, comic book properties. Like, you can do a wacky Riddler and it works. You can mm-hmm. do a super fucking scary and dark Riddler and it still works. Yeah. You can do the same with the Joker. Yeah. I mean, like, Jack Nicholson's performance is iconic, but Heath Ledger's performance is more iconic. It's yeah. two Jokers. They're very different. Yeah. There are some things that are the same. Jared Leto's a bit. <laughs> oh, yeah. You got to bring that Jared Leto in kidding. there. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah. Now it's the, now the sharpening knives are coming yeah. for you, dude. <laughs> oh, but um, yeah. Like to your earlier point about Jim Carrey, like I, I love the man. Dumb and Dumber, one of my favorite yeah. movies of all time. Uh, easily. And Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. Incredible film, Michelle, Michelle Gondry. Not sure that it's an episode. I mean, we could do an episode. I don't know that it passes the bar. It's a little too involved, but... It's a, you have to kind of pay attention. You do, you do. I mean, it could be a different style of bar movie. Like, maybe, like, uh, you do movie nights at the castle sometimes, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you, like, specifically play a movie. But you, yeah. you, you, you're smart. So, like, even Truman, with those movies... Truman Show, though, might be kind of a... That might be a bar movie. Because of the rewatchability factor. Yeah. 
knowing that your audience has probably seen it a few yeah. times already. So they're like, probably. oh, I love this part of the Truman yeah. Show, and they tune in, they tune out. Um, uh, but with Jim Carrey v. Tommy Lee Jones, um, I just, I think that it was a mistake for Tommy Lee Jones to, if this is in fact true, that he was worried about his thunder getting yeah. stolen by Jim Carrey. It was a mistake because the energy they're bringing, though yeah. slapstick and cartoony, is 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 way different. And totally works. It, it totally works. works. It's fun, works. It's goofy. And it's works. I mean, maybe this is a credit to both of them as actors, but like you watch as a kid watching the movie, and even as an adult knowing about the drama, I'm like, um, they seem like great friends, great villain friends. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I buy it their works. villain yeah. relationship. Like you know, early on when. Uh, Two Face is ready to like murk him if if the coin flip mm-hmm. doesn't work out quite right. Like yeah, that that that, that happens. Mm-hmm. But once, and this is maybe a testament to Tommy Lee Jones. Like once the coin flip comes up, uh, pro Riddler or not yeah. murdering Riddler, um, he's on board and he's yeah. ready to just like, like be homies up. and yeah. like fuck shit up. And like they share the screen a lot in this yeah. movie, and you can't sort of tell that Tommy Lee Jones yeah. hates Jim Carrey's no, you guts, can't at all. No. which is kind of cool. Yeah. Um. So the WTF factor has to be addressed. There is a lot of uh, WTF moments in this movie. Um, do you have a favorite? Because I have a couple. Do it. You, you, you throw yours. Okay. So one of my favorite WTF moments, I kind of mentioned it earlier, but it was um, the nipple shot. Yeah. <laughs> when we're suiting up for Batman to come mm-hmm. and just like kick ass, it's like suddenly we're just seeing like rubber nipples or the butt shot yeah which is like i just imagined myself because i like put myself in my in in imaginary dylan's shoes like in an imaginary bar Mm -hmm. watching this movie and i imagined in this imaginary situation uh the word of the day friends is imagine that um i was just like glancing over at just the right moment to see the like butt turn yeah. right into the camera and then the cape swoop yeah. over the butt. But like I I knew it was coming because I've seen this movie a million times, like I said. So I kind of was like, I did like the old one Mississippi, two Mississippi. I got two Mississippis on that butt before we cut. Yeah. That's yeah. two whole Mississippis, people. That's two whole Mississippi. Which is, that's a WTF, yeah, like for in sure. my book. Yeah. Like it's not quite like everything I, everywhere all at once butt plug <laughs> WTF, yeah. but it's it's a WTF. Like I think just the facial expressions for me were WTF. Like, mm. Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones are doing so much with yeah, their face. so like, much. They are just constantly going crazy facial expressions and just the way they talk. And I and it makes me, you know, yeah. think about it. Just like you could not have the sound on and just like watch yeah. them. This movie works with the sound off. Yeah, Maybe because you better. can watch them just like kind of just be absurdist. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. They really do steal the show in this movie. For sure. It, Batman's maybe, boring. Uh, is that Joe a, really boring. Is movie. that like a thing in Batman movies? The, the, the that the villain, villain steals, steals the, the show? show? I mean... Jack Nicholson's Riddler. Definitely. We love Michael Keaton. Don't you know? put away the pistol. Yeah, but definitely Jack Nicholson stole the show in that one. Michelle Pfeiffer. Sure. Yeah, and Danny DeVito. And fucking Danny DeVito. Yeah. I mean, it's Danny goddamn DeVito. Yeah. He's coming up out of the sewer. He eats fish. Yeah, I know. Um, and this one, for sure, Tommy Lee Jones Tommy Lee and Jones, Jim, Jim Carrey, Carrey totally are on another show. level yeah. to Val Kilmer, which yeah. I, I, I like how a, I think the reason I have a soft spot for Val Kilmer is because of this movie and growing yeah. up watching it so much. 
but like I don't know, man. He 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 does not hold he doesn't, do he doesn't hold a candle to these guys. He doesn't do anything in his movie. He does nothing. He learns nothing. Well, I mean he says he learned something yeah. like, but I like can be... his his whole role is monotone. Yeah. Like completely monotone. It's like, not it's not a performance. They you know, I would say that the Robin has more of a character arc and storyline. Without question. Than, yeah, without than question. Batman does. He I just mean, like is walk Batman's just like walking around. He's sleepwalking through this yeah. movie. And he's like, like oh, yeah. man, and two at times again. I really want to fuck Nicole Kidman. Uh, Two Face. Uh, repressed memory. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, no, no. It's, it's not a thing. It's nothing. And maybe in in this three hour fabled three hour version, we get a better Val Kilmer. Yeah. I don't know, but like, yeah. I mean, he's 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 outclassed. Yeah, like at every sure. fucking turn. Yeah. But like, in terms of Batman outshining yeah. or, or villains outshining yeah. Batman, continuing the fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, Everyone remembers the Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. They don't remember dude, the George Clooney movie. So, yeah. <laughs> I, and I was ready to jump right over that movie. But you're right. You're right. Arnold Schwarzenegger in that movie. Yeah. I mean, chill out. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think that line, like, <laughs> I, out. <laughs> I have a one and a half year old son, and I, in my head and out of my head, tell him to chill out on yeah. like many times a day. <laughs> Because he's at that age. But like, and then, you know, yeah. jump ahead. Uh, I will say the one maybe possible exception to the rule is uh, Begins. Batman Begins. Yeah. Because Ra's al Ghul is kind of like not that yeah. compelling of a vis- uh, of a villain. And Liam Neeson is great in that movie. Um, but he's kind of side. He's, he, that yeah. movie is actually. About Batman. And I, 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 I did a rewatch on Batman Begins like a couple years ago, or maybe it was like early in the pandemic. Um, cause time has no meaning. Um, but I remember writing my wife writing, um, I'm watching Batman begins and holy shit, this is a, this is an actual movie. Yeah. This isn't a Batman movie. I mean, it is, it's a yeah. movie that has Batman in it, but it's an actual it's movie. A movie. Yeah, it's a movie. It has a structure that is interesting and different. It's mm-hmm. not completely linear. Um, cause it's a Nolan movie yeah. and, and he, he loves playing with non-linear yeah. film structure. Uh, this is the film school part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, and Ra's al Ghul is there, but he is there for the purpose of further advancing and highlighting Batman what it is story. that makes Bruce Wayne yeah. want to be Batman and all of this other interesting yeah. stuff that goes on. But then we get to the Dark Knight, uh, the yeah. Dark Knight, Heath and Heath Ledger just, show. yeah, I mean, 100% he just, he just, holy fucking shit. Like, yeah. and it's, it's almost cliche to say, because it's like, everybody agrees, like, holy yeah. shit, that was incredible. But I mean, like, go back and rewatch that movie now, like pause this podcast, go rewatch Dark Knight and tell me that you weren't, you didn't get chills. I regularly rewatch. I do too. Yeah. It's an incredible it's a, fucking movie. Such a but show to watch. Batman is sidelined. For sure. 100%. He gets sidelined yeah. by the Joker. And there's great Batmaning in that movie. There's incredible Batmaning in yeah. that movie. He's Batmaning all over the place. Yeah. Like some of the best Batmaning you'll ever get. But you don't the, even remember it. You remember fucking Joker putting <sighs> this pencil in the dude's eye. Yep. You remember him walking up in those parties. Like you remember the Joker. You remember him sliding down gun. sliding down yeah. that pile of money. Yeah. You know, lighting it on fire. Yeah. Like you remember these things the Joker from scenes. the movies. Yeah. yeah. The Batman uh, scenes you kind of remember. But they're not like, yeah, yeah, it yeah. doesn't quite. No. And then um, we get to the third in the Nolan trilogy, uh-huh. Dark Knight Rises. I wouldn't quite say that Bane stole the show necessarily, um, which is kind of like a bummer. Like, I mean, you, I'm other podcasts have gone in probably and done deeper dives than I'm ready to do right now on like the character design of Bane. But I think 
it was maybe a bit of a mistake to completely hide Tom Hardy's face because it's Tom Hardy and I want to look at him. Yeah. Uh, and I've seen Tom Hardy play one of the most ruthless, terrifying, nihilistic sociopaths you'll ever see in the film Bronson, which is a Nicholas Winding Refn movie pre-Drive. Mm-hmm. It's a great, great film. And Tom Hardy gives an Oscar-worthy yeah. performance in that movie. But, you know, he don't get no cred for that because it's like early days. Mm. Um, so slapping the doodad on his face and hey, talking like this and you can't really see his face. It's like, he's a good villain, but he's pretty iconic though. I mean, if you think about it, he's like, people quote, I was born in the darkness. You merely adopted the darkness. (laughs) Yeah, no, you're right. Cause I'm, I can quote it right now. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Like people, people fucking quote that shit all the time. Top me off. Yeah. (laughs) So like, even though we were saying that like, yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. And I guess technically he wasn't like the main villain because what's her face? Yeah. Was the daughter. Yeah. 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 And you know, and that movie has its own problems or whatever. It does, but but I kind of like it. It's, I, you know, Nolan. Hey, we're doing real shit. We're doing real shit in that movie. Yeah. Like we're, I enjoy Nolan. We're flipping trucks. Yeah. We're, we're trashing planes. That is something that Nolan loves. Yeah. And will and and I appreciate it. Every single movie that Nolan does is because he builds real sets. Yeah. And fucking does real like even Inception, which is sometimes goofy and hard to watch sometimes. Great movie. But I love it because like he's building real sets and like spinning it. Yeah. And so people are having to run on walls yeah. and on ceilings. I know exactly like the scene you're talking yeah. about. I mean, it's like, yeah. it's insane. It's, it's awesome to watch. It's so much fun. And it's watch. really fun. Um, but does Bane quite steal the show? I don't know. Yeah. But like in this Batman movie, the one we're supposed to be talking about. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Batman Forever. They 100% steal the show. They steal the 100%. fucking shit out of the show. Like All the basically time. everybody, Alfred steals the show. Yeah. Like Val Kilmer is like the only person who doesn't steal this show from Val Kilmer is Robin. Yeah, because we have really not talked about him much because, like, it's kind of a nothing character and it's Except kind of a we nothing. See his family die. We do, and <laughs> that's one of my favorite sequences in the film. Yeah, see my earlier comments about the the circus. It's a really cool sequence. Yeah, it doesn't make a ton of sense. The bomb is going up. And then they get it, and, and, they really push get it, it. and it goes in, and it blows up. In but, the comic books, so it's a similar sequence in the comic books in the sense that, like, he was a trapeze artist. Yes, I mean, they, there's a lot of different yeah, types of origin yeah, stories. I'm sure, there are. But, but the trapeze artist version of Robin, yeah, is he does have a family. He's a trapeze artist and all that stuff, and it's like a random gangster who like oh. sabotages the wires. What? And so, like, the family dies. Okay, in that sense. So like they're playing off of some. I get the of I get the update for this movie. Yeah. Like I get I, I actually think it two face. I think it, I think it works yeah. actually. No, it works. Totally it fine. Totally works. And like the whole his whole like idea of like I want to kill Two Face and Batman being like that vengeance isn't going to bring yeah. you peace. Like this is actually like an interesting thing about these movies. And I don't know like how much I I really didn't pick up on this much as a kid. Totally, but um. Like, I think when I was talking to you about this film before we recorded, like, and maybe even before we watched it, I was talking about how, like, this was, like, sort of when we get into, like, the James Bonding of Batman, where we have different dudes playing Batman. Yeah. And it feels like different worlds, but it's, like, connected by the name. Like, oh, it's James Bond, but it's, like, Sean Connery is a different, literally a different guy. 
Um, this though is supposed to be the same world because they're making yeah. references to the other movies in this. Yeah. Like we're referencing um Catwoman. Catwoman. Yeah. You know, Chase Meridian, totally yeah. real name, uh, is referencing Catwoman. Yeah. And we're referencing things that happen in the in the other movies. So by that like logic, when Batman is telling Robin that killing the guy who killed your parents isn't gonna bring you any peace, he's talking about inadvertently yeah. murdering the Joker in the first Batman movie. Yeah. But not like in a really like direct and specific no. way. So yeah. it's like it's kind of weird. It's like they're they're having their cake and they're eating it too. They're yeah. like, uh, we recognize that this is not the same Batman that you saw. And in fact Gotham looks different too. But like also those other movies did take place in the same yeah. universe or something kind of. So it's they do a lot of comic book referencing in this movie, which I, I do appreciate. I mean when Robin comes out and he's like what should I be called? Like Bat Boy or Nightwing, Nightwing? You know, which is also yes, comic book characters. Yeah, which also were like Robin esque characters. Is uh, it Nightwing? I believe, and I'm way out of my depth here, but I'm gonna go for it anyway. I believe that Robin becomes Nightwing. becomes Nightwing yeah. when he basically matures and is like, I don't want to work for you anymore, crazy old man, and he becomes Nightwing on his yeah. own. And uh, we are pro AI on this yeah. uh, on this podcast, folks. Uh, unless you're anti AI, then we are dead set against us. Please give us please give us a uh, five star review on Apple, iTunes, and uh, wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> um, so I, I definitely caught that ref too, and I saw it on the IMDb trivia, and I was like, "That's not trivia worthy," but maybe it is. I mean, if you're a comic book person, it's totally trivia worthy. Um, yep. Nightwing is Robin. Yeah, Nightwing is a grown up Robin, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like. I mean, you know, we're getting plenty of comic book references in here for sure. Uh, there was the other reference, uh, weirdly enough, having to do with Robin, when Bruce says shortly after Robin's family is killed at the circus, and Robin, um, for whatever reason, comes to the mansion with uh, one of the only <laughs> returning actors from the first two movies, Pat Alfred. Hinkle, who plays oh. uh, Commissioner Gordon. Oh, yeah. Um, he was in the first. I did yeah, he was in the first two. He was the same Commissioner Gordon. Oh, it's Alfred and Commissioner Gordon. Oh, they're really? the only two that come back. Interesting. So interesting. it's like Q. It's like Q yeah. and James Bond. Yeah, 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 it's always Q. The same yeah. one. Um, and you know, Commissioner Gordon's like he had nowhere to go, so I'm leaving him here with you for whatever reason, and then takes off, and then Robin's like, "All right, yeah, I just said I'd come here to that cop, but now I'm going to go kill Two Face or something." And, and Batman's yeah. like. Well, where are you going to go? The circus must be halfway to Metropolis by now. Yeah. And I, as a kid, little Dylan was like, yeah. Metropolis Superman. is Superman lives. Yeah. So like, you know, I mean, yeah. that was like, a, that's like a pedestrian comic book reference. Yeah. Pedestrian comic book reference people. That's how writers would say basic. Yeah. Uh, but I was like, fuck yeah, as a kid. Yeah. Because, no, you know, it seemed like we're talking about a shared universe here mm-hmm. a little bit. And, like, now we live in the era of shared universes. And it's like I'm so, like, numb to it. Like, yeah. it doesn't do no, shit for me anymore. <laughs> but at the time, I was like, holy fuck. Like, the I, the yeah. idea that Superman could exist, you know, in, in this, this in this world, universe. Yeah. yeah, it was, like, fucking mind-boggling. It is, it is interesting that we are now, like, so deep in the world of shared universes yeah. that we're, like... Yeah. Kudos yeah. to Marvel. Yeah, they did it. Yeah. No, I mean, that was like the thing, like you and I, like yeah. shortly after, like, 
you know, this is some backstory, maybe superfluous for the people out there in listener land, but like we're both from this town where we live, but we all moved Mm -hmm. away and we came back because it's cool and interesting. We came back at around the same time. And one of the things we initially like rebonded over was like talking about Marvel movies because at that time, Marvel movies were doing something that was like unheard of and unseen in cinematic, like no one had ever done that before like trying to build like a cinematic universe that was cohesive and coherent and not like oh well it's the same cue in all these Bond movies so they're all connected and like no 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 like it's the same world we're seeing these movies interact with each other and and build and lead towards things now like post Thanos snap Things have gotten a little bit wonky. Yeah, it's like little, it's yeah. it's. I mean, I, I I'm I'm not super I'm, excited by anything yeah. that Marvel's coming out with. Like I'm I and I, I was a Marvel stand. I haven't even seen Ant Man yet. I mean, neither. I'm waiting for it to come to Disney Plus because yeah, I because I I'm not going to pay for it. I will say the shows have been good. The shows have been fun. Disney yeah. Plus have been fun. That's a, I think that's the logical next step at this point. Once you've done Thanos and you've brought together like. 18 fucking blockbusters or however many don't quote me stop polishing your pistol all that stuff like however many movies it was leading to Thanos once you did that you kind of can't do it again with a movie you kind of have to like you have to like once you reinvent the fucking wheel now you have to reinvent the reinvented wheel and for me you don't do it by doing it in cinema you do it through like I think that's my biggest problem I think with the movies now is that the stakes are too high Every mm. single fucking movie. Everyone. The stakes are yeah. so high. I know I nothing don't... about Ant-Man, but I know one thing for certain. If Ant-Man doesn't do the thing, the okay. whole multiverse is going to fucking crumble and yeah. whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And it, like, and it's, it's, I don't know, it's frustrating and exhausting and I don't even care anymore. Yeah, me neither. Like, and that's, and that's, I think that's the biggest problem is like if you, and that's why I like the shows in a lot of ways is because they're just like, Oh, hey, here's this tiny little problem. Yeah. And we're going to solve this tiny little problem over 10 episodes. Yeah. And I'm like, that's kind of what now, I like. Here, here I am. I'm showing yeah. up for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's like, I don't need the world to end. I just need you to like solve a low-level gangster problem. And this is, I've heard this thrown around, bandied around a lot with my group of friends. Like um, the idea of like street level. Yeah, street yeah, level, level superhero. There's plenty to be had there. Like I actually so recently much. did a rewatch of I did seasons two and three of Daredevil. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit! Like this fun. is awesome because this is what I want at this yeah. point. Like I want street level shit. It's not the end of the world. It's not the end of all fucking civilization. And in a weird way to like tie it back to Batman Forever, which is what we're here to talk about. Yeah. Same <laughs> thing though. No, seriously. Like, what is the ultimate thing? Like There's... if if nothing if if Batman just like decided to stay home, what's the worst that's gonna happen? Nothing. Everybody in Gotham City gets a box and Edward Enigma just keeps getting smarter and smarter and yeah. smarter and, and and siphoning off their IQ and they get dumber and dumber. Cool. Then that just basically means like the actual world where you and I live, where people live in fucking apartment tenements made with the walls are painted and coated with lead mm-hmm. and their pipes are made with lead. They're getting dumber and the rich people are getting yeah. richer. Great. Fine. Yeah. It's, it sucks ass, but it's not like, no, all of reality will crumble if Kang yeah. the Conqueror doesn't <laughs> no, get stopped exactly. by Ant-Man or Doctor Strange doesn't, it's whatever. super basic. It's like, who fucking cares? Yeah. Like, if Batman decided to stay home, Two-Face would murder people. The Riddler would continue to amass wealth and maybe try to make a run on Wayne Enterprises. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, Batman just, like, uh, stays home for a while. His stock options go up and down. He fucks the shit out of Nicole Kidman. Mm-hmm. Uh, Robin, you know, maybe goes out and does some superheroing for a while. Yeah, and a Alfred makes a sandwich. Yeah, Robin steals the Batmobile, gets a prostitute. Uh, and, uh, you know, everything's yeah. kind of fine. It's really not the end of the world. No, I mean, and that's, I, I really enjoyed, when you're talking about, to, you know, circle back around, I enjoyed the Hawkeye show because it was super grounded. I enjoyed the Miss Marvel show because it was super grounded. Like super like, small. Like yeah. you're you're talking it's a about personal story. Yeah, you're yeah. talking about small stories that don't actually have They did try to go a little big at the end of Marvel though, Miss Marvel. When yeah. they're like, if they go back to the magical mystery realm, like it could crumble yeah. our reality. I'm no, like, I agree. just if you just, just left why? that shit out, it'd yeah, be why? fine. I don't need that. It's like maybe it. you throw something in there, like if they go back to, you know, Kun Lun or whatever. Uh, which is a Danny Rand joke because I was yeah. watching those Marvel. If they go back to the place where they shouldn't go, it could like wipe out my family or something. Yeah. Like it could erase my family from the timeline. It's like, okay, fine. Keep it small. Yeah. But Keep they, small. you know, this yeah. is, this is kind of my beef with Marvel lately. Like In you general. mentioned. It's yeah. like, no, for sure. It's just too much. It's too much. Like the stakes are too high. I don't, I mean, you know, to bring it to a completely different topic, Cocaine Bear. Mm. You know, the stakes are... Great film. The stakes are very obvious. Yeah. It's like, don't get killed by the bear. Yeah. And that is that is the stakes. Yeah. And there's no, like, world-ending shit. No. It doesn't matter. It is a bear murdering people, and that is it. And, so, like, bring it back to, like, small shit. Yeah. I don't know. It's fun. It's more fun. No, I totally agree with you. And, like, not to get, like, too philosophical, these dark and stormies are hitting hard Yeah, I people. know. We're starting to get drunk, but... No, it's good. It's I, good. Am I slurring my words? I don't uh, even know yet. I'll let Maybe. you know on the playback when I edit this episode. <laughs> like, oh, boy. I'll speed your audio up a little bit. definitely starting to feel drunk. But he's yeah. wearing a hot dog shirt, ladies and gentlemen. He yeah. looks great, but he's been slinging yeah. hot dogs all day. I've been making hot dogs all day. He, so, but not only do I own a, a bar but I also own a hot dog uh, trailer. So I yeah. make hot dogs by day, and then I make cocktails by night it's sometimes. Kind of like Batman. Kind of like Batman. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I put hot dogs in cocktails. You never know. Oh, it could be. that's only when the lines are getting really blurred. Uh, Cocaine Bear, though. Um, really funny movie. Kind of mm-hmm. loved the shit out of it. Uh, has nothing to do with Batman Forever. Nothing. Except for it was like pure excuse. Escapism, yeah, kind of like Batman for sure. Forever. Um, maybe future episode down the line for sure. Totally fun, yeah, uh, definitely a bar movie. But like, again, like you're yes, definitely a bar movie. Um, Cocaine Bear for posterity passes the bar, in my opinion. For sure. Uh, we're not here to talk about that, but it does. So if you have Peacock and you're listening within you know so many months of whenever this comes out, it's on there now. Um, but the Batman Forever tie in that I was gonna try to make there was like the idea of like what you're saying like this whole like uh you kind of know what you're signing up for when you Mm -hmm. get there it's like the first sequence of cocaine of cocaine bear when the bear attacks the the hikers and kills Mm -hmm. them and the leg flops you're like okay this is the movie and it doesn't really deviate from that for the rest of the movie yeah when batman saves the security guard in the bank vault yeah. where all the safe deposit boxes have been replaced with sulfuric acid yeah. <laughs> and everything that happens in that sequence, that's basically the movie. That's yeah, basically the, the movie. The movie doesn't really change no, after that. It's just him having more and more disputes with, with Two-Face. Two-Face. Yeah. And then the Riddler hops in there too. And yeah, these riddles, they come to nothing. They mean nothing. Absolutely nothing. 
Um, Absolutely nothing. It's not at all like um, the Pattison yeah. Batman, where the riddles are like very, you know, important to the story, yeah. Yeah. and you really need to pay attention to all the stuff. Um, so, like, kind of, in a way, this Batman Forever movie was the cocaine bear of its era. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm May- certain there wasn't plenty of cocaine yeah. involved. Yeah. I mean, look at this fucking thing. It's like Coke City up in here. I would say this movie passes the bar. Yeah, I would say, too. I mean, we can jump to the end because we're already there. So yeah. I have pacing. Um, we know it paces well. I gave it a B. Because um, I do letter grades, because I'm old school like that. Mm-hmm. Um, the rewatchability factor for myself, it's an A, and I can only say that because I've seen this movie dozens of times. Um, like I mentioned, I owned it on VHS. I watched it numerous times. My little sister and I, Bryn, if you're listening, and I know you are, uh, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, WTF factor, I gave it a B. Uh, that's only because we are following hot on the heels of everything, everywhere, all at once, where the WTF factor was cranked to 11. Um, that's a Spinal Tap reference. Mm-hmm. Um, that WTF factor in that film was that like set the bar. Mm-hmm. Um, so this this has a lot of WTF. So it's kind of it's kind of like a B for me. Um, is it pretty to look at? I gave it an A, uh, and because I think it's it's just overwrought. You know, this these these statues, the neon lights, the lights that shine mm-hmm. places, the sets. They're all huge. They're the the costumes. It's it's all totally mm-hmm. over the top. We haven't even. We haven't even talked about Drew Barrymore. Is yeah. in? I mean, we mentioned it, but Sugar and Spice. Yeah. You know, Tommy Lee Jones, his two, his two babes that he's got. One for Harvey Dent and one for, for yeah. Two Face. Like the good side and the bad side. Like she's th- in this fucking movie. It's crazy. It's super yeah. fucking crazy that she's in this movie yeah. and she has lines in this movie and she's yeah. like down to fuck Bruce Wayne and like there's all kinds of weird stuff yeah. going on and nothing ever happens with those characters. There's no, no comeuppance. At all. They're involved. There's no ending or beginning with those characters. They just like it's, randomly yeah. show up. Yeah. yeah. In a way, in a weird way, that's kind of like indicative of this film where it's just like we are, this is just Gotham stories. Yeah. We're no, just jumping sure. in in the middle. Two-Face is already a thing. We yeah. see the rise of the Riddler, but like... The rest of it, there's nothing. No, there's no origin. No. Yeah. There's nothing. It's just if like... If anything, this is shit. like the... This is like, in a weird way, structurally, this is the Riddler's movie. Because oh, he's the sure. only one with a rise and a fall. Everyone else is just maintaining a flight pattern. I yeah. guess uh, you get to see the rise of Robin, but not the fall. Yeah. So maybe I'm not quite yeah, right yeah. there. Um so that's my my rating. So for me, this movie does pass the bar. Yeah. Like, if this was on in a bar, I would be happy. I'd be happier yeah. to watch this than I would Goodfellas, which I referenced earlier, or even The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah. Because in the down scenes, even, when we're just doing character building and talking and yada yada, it's pretty to look at. Yeah, for sure. And there's WTF factor all over the place. For me, I would say pacing is a B. Uh, I would say that that is the only area. It may, it, it might you know be minus in some ways. It does get soggy, but that could be because of that three-hour cut where we've been yeah. fabled. You it know, just the fabled it, three-hour cut. It also just doesn't feel like they know what. Like it doesn't. The story doesn't feel like it knows where it's going in yeah, a lot of ways. Sometimes, which is which is totally fine. I mean, like as far as a bar movie goes, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, because. In reality, you're looking at this movie, and if I'm watching this movie, right, and you're talking about rewatchability, fucking star-studded cast. Yeah. What the WTF factor, you know, you're like, 
There's so much stuff going on. Nipples. Yeah. I mean, there's so much weird stuff happening with people that you would recognize constantly. Yeah. Is, is, you know, it's there. And I would say WTF Factor is an A. Rewatchability. I haven't watched this a whole bunch, but if it was in a movie, I would, it was, if it's in a bar, I'd totally watch You'd it. watch so it I'd again. Give it a, I'd give it a B. And you just watched it. Yeah. I just watched it. You yeah. know, uh, is it pretty? Totally an A. I think there's a lot of like color. The Batmobile looks f- phenomenal. It does look cool. It looks so good. The Batcave looks so pretty cool. cool. Like even you know costumes, great. Different costumes for every single character. Every single character. I has, think like, Jim Carrey costumes. does not wear the same costume twice. Yeah, no, he I has... even scene by scene, Two Face has different costumes. Yeah, no, it's I mean, unbelievable. Like, the costumes are amazing. Yeah, the the makeup's amazing. I think. You know, as far as is it pretty, hits it every single note. And yeah. In that, you know, for the most part, in in a bar, he's hiccuping. Is he's it pretty? Is is a is an important aspect. Right? Yeah, definitely. You're sitting in there and you're like, what the fuck? Tommy Lee Jones is wearing a crazy costume. Yeah. And he's doing what with. Jim Carrey? Like, you're, you know... Yeah, you're instantly... Yeah, you're like, I don't know what I'm watching, but I am hooked. I'm here for it. Yeah, Yeah. and I I will continue to watch this. And so, like, for me, this movie definitely passes the bar. I agree with you. So, folks, if you're out there and you're wondering, does Batman Forever pass the bar? If this is the kind of stuff that keeps you up late at night, well, we're here (laughs) to put your mind at ease and tell you, yes. In fact... Very drunk. We're uh, deciding. Yeah, this watch might be one of the first episodes of Barstool Film School where I'm drunker at the end of it than I was at the beginning. I usually sober up about halfway through. Yeah. Uh, next episode, we're going to be diving into something new because that's the rhythm we're falling into here. One yeah. old, one new. What that is, who knows? We'll let you know, yeah. like shortly before it airs. So tune in. Find us wherever you find us. Rate and review. Tell your friends. Spread the word. Barstool Film School. Best podcast I ever fucking heard in my life. And if you have any recommendations and want to hear us rant about Definitely dumb shit, do that. Send us an email. Yes. BSFS requests at gmail.com. So drinks. <laughs> Shh. That was a take two. They didn't yeah. know. No, we don't know. I mean, BSFS at Barstool. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to get out of here. All right.